This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Toronto's overheated housing market has cooled rapidly since the Ontario government instituted new housing measures back in April. Average prices dropped 6% in May, while the number of homes sold fell by 12%. So the average sale price for all home types in the GTA was $863,910 in May, and that was a drop of 6.2%. And the price, though, was still up 15% compared to a year ago, and that's because of large price gains earlier uh, this year. So uh, does this mean the measures are having the desired effect or is it uh, just a kind of a one-time drop as people adjust? And what does it mean to you? Let's go to Jason Mercer, who is the Director of Market Analysis for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Hi, Jason. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. What do you make of, of these numbers? Well, I think there's a couple things uh, uh, in the numbers. I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, the, uh, the price. Now, uh, you know, right off the top, I mean, we saw in May 2017 compared to May 2016, you're right, prices were up by close to 15% on a year-over-year basis. Sometimes there is some month-to-month volatility um, in terms of uh, in terms of price change from one month to the next. We saw a similar decline, for example, between November and December. But it is true, um, the the the, the month-over-month drop between April April of May was was a little bit unseasonal when when this is sort of a, a sort of a tighter component of the market and and I think one of the reasons is that you know we certainly saw a real uptick in the number of listings in the marketplace and I think to a certain degree that has to do with you know existing homeowners who were hearing reports about 20 and 30 percent price growth uh, throughout the first quarter of this year um, looking to take advantage of some of those equity gains and and on the other side of the coin you know we saw. Um, a certain number of buyers certainly pull back in comparison to what we saw this time last year. And some of that probably has to do with the, the recent provincial announcement. And so people are kind of waiting to see how that policy decision, you know, shakes out in terms of, uh, you know, what we see in, in terms of price growth moving forward. Uh, Jason, I'm going to give the numbers out again. I'd like sure. to hear from people uh, to see if they've thought of selling, if they've maybe put off selling, yep. uh, what, what their reaction to this, because uh, obviously it affects uh, what you might want to do. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Now, I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm thinking of Vancouver, which is the other city with an overheated market where there were similar measures put into place. Mm-hmm. And you saw a big kind of a one-time drop. People were expecting it, and uh, they either closed their deals uh, before the measures came into place, or a lot of people jumped into the market because they thought, okay, uh, we're, we're going to see an end to these crazy price increases, so I want to get in and sell before things go down. Uh, do you see this as, as being probably a, a one-time wonder, or do you think that this is kind of the new reality, the new normal in the market? 
Well, in Vancouver, you certainly saw a dip in sales and then price, and and but it, you know in recent months you started to see a bit of a a, a rebound there. And and oftentimes it can take you know six months to even a year to kind of see what I guess the normal uh, or normalized impact will be from a from a, a policy change. I mean, we saw it back in 2012 when uh, the federal government changed mortgage lending guidelines, um, and you saw people sort of pull back in the short term because they wanted to see what the impact of of of, of those policy changes were going to be. Um, and then, you know, you start to see a lot of those people who had moved to the sidelines move back into the marketplace, um, you know, six to eight months down the road. And so, you know, we're only a full calendar month um, into this new regime with, with, with the policy changes that were made at the uh, at the end of April. So um, I don't know that, you know, a 20% dip in sales and, 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 and sort of the large spike in listings that we saw um, is necessarily representative of what we'll be, say, talking about towards the end of this year or into 2018. Uh, What are you looking for? I mean, um, traditionally, the market kind of uh, uh, cools off in the summer. Uh, I don't know that that's been happening in the last few years. I mean, there used to be a real seasonal component to the market, and and lately it's just kind of sizzling all the time. You know, what are you expecting in the summer? Yeah, the Uh, seasonal—I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> the, uh, the the seasonal trend still exists, but I think we're going to see this year that there's, uh, um, you know, some months we'll see are, are a bit uh, anomalous compared to what we, we what we generally see. Like, for example, it looks as if March could be, you know, our best month for 2017, and usually it's it's May or June. So, you know, number one, we could have pulled forward some deals as, as people say we're anticipating policy changes and what have you, and you mentioned that in the in the Vancouver context. And that's right. So, I mean, if, if people feel that there's, you know, changes, uh, um, you know, coming down the, the, the pipeline, that'll start to distort people's behavior, you know, uh, um, vis-a-vis, you know, the normal seasonal trend and that that you, uh, that you see. But generally speaking, you're right. I mean, as you move into the summer months, you do see, start to see sales tail off anyway. They'll pick up a little bit in the fall. But, but generally speaking, from May, June onwards, you, you know, you're really trending downwards towards, uh, towards the holidays. Okay, uh, let's uh, take a call from Mary in Thornhill. Hi, Mary. Hi. I wonder, I heard on the radio this morning that the market is down, and I'm in the process. In fact, I'm going to be looking at a condo in Thorn, sorry, a condo in Mississauga this week, and I also want to sell my condo in Thornhill, but I won't sell until I buy. Uh, what is your opinion? Uh, well, certainly. I mean, the the, the condo market has been interesting. And I'll stop short of giving uh, you know opinions for for sort of individual for, for callers' individual circumstances because everyone's sort of situation is a little bit different. But right. the, the 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 condo market, um, you know, whereas for the market as a whole and for low rise, we saw a real increase in listings. The the condo market was actually an exception where the number of active listings this year compared to last um, are actually down. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that segment of the market has remained quite tight. In fact, you know, if you look at year-over-year price growth for, for condominium apartments, um, it was, uh, you know, amongst the strongest, you know, compared to <clears throat> some low-rise home types like singles and, and semis. And I, and I think, you know, two things sort of feed into the, the strength and demand for, for condominium apartments. Number one, you know, we're seeing more than half of intending buyers right now are first-time buyers, and a lot of them obviously are focused on the condo 
single market as kind of their entry point, and then at the other end of the uh, uh, of the spectrum, you have you know homeowners that are say looking to to downsize and what have you, and and, and so that feeds into demand on the uh, on the opposite end. And so, um, whereas two and three years ago we were talking about you know are we building too many condos to now you know that's that's one of the tightest market segments uh, that we have in the uh, in the Greater Toronto area. So that's why we continue to see you know strong rates of price growth. Um, let me jump in and ask a question because uh, I've, I've been in the same place for uh, 22, 23 years. And uh, I know that now people buy before they sell. You know, from, from my house hunting days, that was the big no-no where you could have really got stuck. Do you think that is here to stay, Jason? I think you know. I, I I think certainly what we saw over over the last couple of years is is, is that was you know uh, sort of normal practice because people understood how tight um, the you know the market was was that you know if 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 you sold your house and then that was one of the reasons why we weren't seeing you know a lot of listings. I believe is that you know people were concerned that if they sold their house they wouldn't be able to find another one to purchase in the neighborhood of their of their choice. Now with a little bit more choice, uh, like with, with more listings coming into the market with more homes to choose from if this trend continues um, then you then you may see people uh, um, you know uh, behaving differently in the marketplace Mary are you comfortable with that yeah I mean the reason is I'm older and I, sh- I sure don't want to sell my place and not be able to find what I want to do where I want to go because this will be my last move well yeah but but do you you, you don't worry about getting stuck owning two places no because I know my place will sell really quickly. Yeah, no, I'm not really concerned about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't have it both ways, so. Well, that's true. I have to live with that. No, I'm okay. Hopefully it would be a short period. Okay, well, that that's uh, anything else you want to ask, Jason? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank okay, you. bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Jason, uh, we have a, a, a little over a minute left. Uh, so uh, what is uh, your advice to people who are kind of trying to figure out what to do? Do they wait and see or what? Well, I, I think certainly. I mean, if you're if if you're considering a, a move in any sort of you know neighborhood throughout the Greater Toronto Area, certainly one thing you can do is is is, is speak to a GTA realtor because they can give you a sense as to what's going on in the communities that that you're interested in. Because you know, one thing I'll say is that you know market conditions still remain pretty tight from an historic perspective. There there's a little bit more choice compared to what we saw last year, but there still are some neighborhoods throughout the uh, the, the the GTA where there's not a lot. Of choice out there. So depending on the neighborhood you're looking in, you know, your strategy may, may, may differ in terms of, you know, what you decide to do in terms of what kind of house you're looking at, when to list and, and that kind of thing. Well, and it's interesting for Mary. I mean, that's quite the move from Thornhill to Mississauga. Sure. Those are two very different neighborhoods. I'm sure the market conditions are um, very different. Uh, just uh, before we go, what are you forecasting, uh, you know, for the year as a whole in terms of uh, average price increases and sure. sales? I mean, you know, for the year as a whole, and, and, and partly because, you know, we we're seeing average price increases in the 20 to 30 percent range through the first four months of the year, and we're still at 14 percent compared to what we saw in May 2016. So, I mean, certainly our forecast remains, uh, um, you know, positive in the sense that, you know, we do expect to see, you know, continued growth on a calendar year basis. Now, the rate of change may start to moderate as we move through the second half of 2017 if we continue to see, a, you know, a better supply market. 
Okay, so um, do you have a, a target, a number that that well, you've predicted? At, you know, somewhere, uh, you know, right now, and then in the in the neighborhood of say between you know fifteen and twenty percent. But like I say, that'll account for you know very strong double digit growth um, at the uh, at the at the beginning of this year, and and probably you know a more moderate pace of growth as we move towards the uh, as we move towards the end of uh, of, of twenty seventeen. So just to put that in perspective, if we saw you know, 15% growth, we'd be looking at a calendar year average of in the neighborhood of, uh, you know, $840,000. Okay. Jason Mercer, thank you so much for that. You bet. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.